You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can follow along with the notes for this message and get better connected with our church by visiting church2911.com connect. Now, here's Pastor Rick or another member of our team with this week's message. Okay, so the title that I chose for the message this morning is Worship 168 because worship is not just what we do while the music is playing, right? We know that, right? Does anyone know what the significance of the number 168 is? It's the number of hours in a week. So worship is not just the hour and 15 minutes that we have here together. But worship is supposed to be 168, 24-7, every hour. We're supposed to be worshiping, and we're going to get there in this message, okay? And you'll understand what I'm talking about, I hope, by the end of this message, okay? But worship 168. Okay, so let's begin. Let's begin with just some info about worship and uh, this slide. I, I, some, some of y'all are going to love this. I mean, some of y'all are like, oh, yeah, getting some entomology and, 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 the, and the definitions. Oh, some Greek, some Hebrew up there. Don't really have the actual Greek and Hebrew words. But I know some of y'all really get into this kind of thing, right? And the others of you are like, no, that's too much like school. I don't want to hear that, okay? Don't worry, we're not going to go deep into this, but we do need to just lay some groundwork for some things I'm going to share later in the message, all right? So let's begin with etymology. You know, going to start right there. Not the definition. I actually want to go back a little further because uh, that's, this is where the word worship in our English language came from. It's Old English, and it is the condition of being worthy. So the Old English word where we get our word worship means the condition of being worthy. Okay, so here, here, here's, here's your first thought. Worship does not begin with us. Okay, I, I, sometimes I think we, we believe, okay, I'm going to decide to worship as so I worship. No, worship doesn't begin with us because the first thing that happens, has to happen for me to worship God is God has to prove himself worthy of my worship. Okay, because that, that's, that's where the, the word came from, the condition of being worthy. So let me ask you the question. Has God proven himself worthy of your worship? Amen. Come on. That's where it begins. It doesn't begin with me. It begins with what, what he's done, who he is, how he is, what he has shown himself to be, and if he is worthy of our worship. Okay, so now let's go to the definition. The definition, and you probably could guess this pretty much, the feeling or expression of reverence and adoration. Now, we kind of already know that, but I threw it in there because I, I wanted you to know, yes, that is worship. Okay, that is like our definition today of worship, the feeling or expression of reverence. And, and, and remember those two words, feeling and expression, because I'm going to come back to those in just a few minutes, okay? Also, in Greek, worship means to give glory and reverence, same thing. So, okay, we get that. And in Hebrew, um, they had a lot of words for worship, and they, they used them interchangeably with some other things as well, okay? So in Hebrew, worship means this. First, acts and expressions of worship. Okay, still, same thing as we were just talking. That's kind of what we see as worship, okay? We, we kind of get that. It's the acts and expression of worship. But secondly, in Hebrew, worship means to lie prostrate, okay, in, in a, a, a literal position of mercy and humility. Now, now, this is talking about position. And is position important? Can't, can't, I, can't I worship God just driving down the road? Absolutely. Can't I worship God sitting in my Absolutely. In your easy chair. But you know what? Sometimes it is important how, what our posture is. You know, and there are times, you know, you know it's, it's not just genuflecting to a knee. It's not just bowing. It's, it's not even just kneeling. 
to lie prostrate. You don't know what that is, right? Uh, I'm, I'm just going to show you. It's, it's laying out completely like this. I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of what, but what is it, what is it showing? It is, it is a position of, of totally seeking mercy, a position of, of, of humility. It is saying, God, this is how I see you, and this is how I see, as low as I can get. This is how I see myself, and I understand this is who I am, and that's who you are. That, that's, that's what lying prostrate means. And let me tell you, there are some times that me and God, I, I just had to do, I, I've just had to get in that position just to say, hey, God, I ain't got nothing. You anybody ever been there? I ain't got nothing, God. I ain't got nothing, but all I've got is you, and it's like, this is how, how big I feel, God. This is how important I feel. And so that, that's what that means. It's like saying, you are the one, you are the God. So it means that. And then thirdly, it means to work and serve. Now that's kind of a new one for some of you probably. That in Hebrew, worship also meant to work and to serve, like to work for God, to serve God. Because God, you've proven yourself worthy of my worship, and I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to serve you in this way. I'm going to be committed. I'm going to, be, I'm going to do the thing that, that you have purposed in my life that I'm supposed to do. Not just for me. I'm doing what you need me to do. So that's worship also. So all of these are, are just the background of what that word worship means. Okay, so now let's go on. Let's talk about some benefits of worship. And you know what? I almost would just like to cross the... Let's just get rid of the slide. Because I sometimes feel like, why, why, why do we have to know what the benefits are if we know we're just supposed to do it? You know, if, if I just know that God has already proven himself worthy of my worship, then why do I need to know the benefits? Well, you know, sometimes, any, anybody who's got a six-year-old, you know, or somewhere, a kid close to that age, you know, they want to know why, right? You tell them to do something, and they might say, well, why? And then you explain, and they say, well, why? And you explain, and they still want to know why, right? And I don't want to say that we're spiritually immature, but maybe I need to say that sometimes we're spiritually immature. And we need, we don't need, but we want to know what's in it for me. We do. So I'm going I'm to tell you what's in it for you to worship God. But then I, I want us to get back to the whole thing of we ain't doing it because of what's in it for us. Because, because really, that's not worship, okay? That's kind of that's making an investment to get something out of, okay? But I'm going to go ahead and give you these real quick. Okay, the benefits of worship, number one, the mind is transformed because we do have a what's-in-it-for-me attitude in our culture, society today. We're all about ourselves. We're wrapped up in ourselves. But when we worship God, when we worship something bigger than us, worship something outside of us, it transforms our mind and reminds us that there is something bigger than us. And that we're not the end all and we're not everything. And then we, we can remember how much more there is going on in the world and the universe. Uh, another one is the heart is renewed. Okay, same kind of thing happens because then when I start worshiping that awesome God who is so much greater than me and everything else, and then I realize, wait a minute, that awesome God wants me to worship him. He wants me to like him. He wants me to be in relationship with him. Does it not make you feel good when someone wants to be your friend? You know, so in the same way, it, it like renews our heart to say, wait a minute, I must be worth something if God, this awesome, great, wonderful God, if he's worthy of all the praise and worship, then I must be worth something if he wants to have a relationship with me. It, it'll renew your heart, and our actions are redeemed. Because when, 
when we worship, sometimes our past actions are redeemed because we realize, and I did that with the wrong attitude, or I did that with the wrong motivation. And so, and so we'll, we'll need to maybe repent over something, but also our future actions are redeemed because even before we do it, if we're worshiping God, we've got this attitude that, that wait a minute, I, I, I need to be serving God and worshiping God, and we get this attitude that even our future actions, before we do something, we say, wait a minute, that's not the right way to do that because I need to worship God in this thing. Okay, uh, fourth, um, there's peace in worship. There's a great scripture, and um, I, I know I've thrown it out a lot of the last couple of years. And, and, and listen, a, a lot of the scriptures that are here that we're not taking time, time to read, go to the, to the sermon notes on the Connect page, and they're linked right there. This one is linked right here. It's from the book of Isaiah. And Isaiah said that God will keep the one in perfect peace. God will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is fixed and stayed on him that when we worship God that when we are fixated on him he will keep our heart in perfect peace perfect not just peace but perfect peace so there is peace in worship and and listen, I don't have time to preach there's an awesome lot right there I don't have time to preach but and and then the last thing I'm hurrying right here the the, the the last one is there's victory in worship there are several stories in the, in the Bible I've linked one of them for you and, and one of them is when Israel was under attack from three different nations three different armies and God led them to do this here's what he led them to do and the link is there you read this story it's an awesome story God led them to put the choir out in front of the army so he had, the, he had the choir out in front of the army. You know what happened? They went marching into battle, the choir all singing and everything. And then God sent his army, the heavenly armies, he sent them, them ahead of Israel's army. And so by the time they got there, the battle was already won. So they set their choir in front of their army, and God set his army in front of their choir. There is victory in worshiping God. Okay, and the, the, the story's right there. You can go read it, okay? All right, but here's what Jesus says about worship. Jesus tells us something about worship. Now, Deva has preached on, uh, from the, uh, the woman at the well story, and that's, that's one that I've heard her speak a lot on, and something that is it's just so much that is there. And, um, and, and she kind of mentioned this a few weeks ago when she spoke, and, and she talked about how, uh, you know, Jesus won't talk to this woman about all these things that ain't right in your life right now, you know? And so what she wanted to do is she wanted to change the subject. She said, well, let's talk about worship. You know, let's talk about worship. And so Jesus said, okay, we'll talk about worship. Now, now, now let me caution you right here. You start trying to change the subject on God, you better be careful. You know, because if you don't want to know the answer, you better not ask the question, right? So here's what Jesus said in John 4, verse 24. God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Okay, so she was talking about these uh, kind of ideals and all these platitudes of stuff of worship. And then Jesus just very plainly says, listen, God is spirit. If you're going to worship him, you've got to worship him in spirit and truth. I've always been intrigued by this scripture because I've always thought it was so deep. I've always thought it was not, it wasn't just A plus B is C. You know, it wasn't just two plus two is four. It wasn't just that simple. There's just been so much that has been in there. And then and, and this, this message, preparing this message uh, for this there was just something that just really leapt out at me, and it may not be anything brand new to any of you, okay? But I'm telling you, it was really literally, I, I think at least on the level 
that God brought it to me, it was brand new. And it, and it was this right here. Two things that Jesus says about our worship. And one, he says, we have to worship in spirit, meaning like in the soul, the place where a person feels, the place where a person thinks, the place where a person wills to do this or wills to not do this, the, the place where a person makes his decisions, that's where we begin to worship God. We must worship that. So, so worship is a decision. Worship is a feeling. Worship is what we decide to do. It's all those things. So, so that's, that's where it begins. So there's worship that is there. But then he says, they also, if you're going to worship him, you're also going to have to worship him in truth. And, and something, this is a big thing that, that kind of came out, is that that word in, in the Greek for truth is also the same as reality. Okay? Now, that's almost like a, well, duh. But when you think of worshiping in truth, you don't really think about that. We say it this way. Worship in reality. Yes, go through the motions. That's, that's what he's saying here. Don't just worship in your feeling. Go through the motions. There have been times where I didn't feel like worshiping. Go through the motions. Do it anyway. I don't know. I, true confession here for the pastor this morning. There have been Sundays I hadn't felt like going to church. There have been Sundays I hadn't felt like praying. There have been Sundays I hadn't felt like preaching. Go through the motions anyway. Because you know what? Nobody can worship for you. The worship team cannot do your worshiping for you. They can't. I love one of the things that I like to say around 2911, we don't do guitar solos. Okay? You, you, there was a guitar solo in that second song, and, and in the second service, I thought, man, that's that just awesome. You know, it, was, it was great. It sounded like a guitar. We don't do guitar solos in, in, at 29-11. In the first service, it hit me as, as, that, as that moment came where the screen went blank. Oh, no, what are we going to say? What are we going to do? You know, there's, no, there's no words to read. There's nothing to sing. What are we going to do? And, and the screen goes blank, and, 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 and Hayden starts that awesome guitar, uh, those riffs, and, and that part that's right there. And I'm really trying to not say solo because it's, yes, it is a guitar solo for him, okay? But the rest of us, we're, we're not here for the guitar solo because in that moment, I didn't even realize it at first because I, I, I had my hands, I was, I was worshiping God. And, and then it hit me because I knew I was going to say this in the sermon, right? And it hit me that, oh, wait a minute, there's a guitar solo going on right now, and it ain't a guitar solo. At least not right here. I don't know what was going on with you. You might have been sitting there just listening to the guitars, but not, not right there where I was standing, not right here. It wasn't a guitar solo because when those words go, go away and there's nothing there, it's time for me to write my own song. And I've been writing it all week because I've been thinking about every time I saw God work a miracle or heard about a miracle and read, read some of your Facebook posts of what God did for you this week, every time, you know what I've been deciding? All week long I've been deciding God is worthy of my worship. He's showing it again that he's worthy of my And when the screen goes blank, it's time for me to write my song and say, God, let me tell you how I feel about you today. We don't do guitar solos. We do our own. But I think, you know, I, I wonder, you know, like if, if Hayden had missed that moment, you know, you know, and all the other musicians back here, you know, had, had been waiting on that and all of a sudden he, he doesn't hit it. I wonder just how it would throw everybody off. People say, oh, man, Hayden. Hayden missed it, man. Didn't Hayden miss it? Bad. You know, he's not playing that little, and we're just kind of carrying the, carrying the beat until Jamie counts out how many measures it is till we get there, right? You know, and it's time to go back into the song. I wonder if that happens in heaven a lot. That when the screen goes blank, and it's time for your solo, and you miss it, and if the angels in heaven are saying, oh, wait, 
you missed your moment to tell God how you really feel about him. So I, I want you to understand that about 29. When the screen goes blank, it's your solo time. Write your song. Tell him how awesome he is. You know, if you feel like you're this, then tell him, God, I ain't got nothing to tell you, but I got you and I know what you are. And remind him of that. We don't do the guitar solos. We, we, we do our own solos, okay? And, and that, that's, that's what we do around 29. So, so here's what we got here. We've got feeling and expression. Isn't that from the de definition earlier? Feeling, I told you to remember those two words, right? We're coming back to it. Feeling and ex worship is feeling and expression. The Apostle James, in, in, in the letter, the epistle, the, what he wrote in the Bible, the book of James, we call it the book of James, he wrote in his book that if faith does not also produce good acts, good deeds, if it doesn't produce that, then it's dead. You now, if that's the case, does that also mean if feelings doesn't produce expression, is it worship? You see, because if faith doesn't produce some action, faith is dead and useless, James says. So what about feeling that doesn't produce expression? I got, some, I got some friends, I've heard them say things like, you know, I've, when I got married 30 years ago, told my wife I loved her, and if anything changed, I'd let her know. And I think they were joking, <laughs> you know. But then I, I, I've actually heard people not joking say, I've got all this feeling inside of me, and my wife knows it's there, and she don't need to hear me say how I feel about her. Or may, and I've heard ladies say that to, about their husband. They don't need to hear me say, I don't need to show that. They know what's inside of me. and they don't. What kind of relationship does that sound like they've got? And what do you think God thinks when we tell God, God, you know how I feel about you. I don't have to express it because you can read my heart. Is, is that really what God wants out of us? If feelings do not produce some expression of worship, is it really worship? Now, I, I know what some of you are probably thinking about right now. You're thinking I'm trying to talk you into changing the way you worship like you've got to go from worshiping like this to worshiping like this. You know what I'm talking about? Or, or, or if, you were, if you've ever been to a, a, a good old Pentecostal church, you think I'm trying to talk you into worshiping like sister so-and-so worshiped and all that. You know, or, or you think you, I'm trying to get you in moving a little bit and then... And, Listen, I, get, I, I, I got a little bit of one, two, I got a little bit of that, okay? But we go much further than that, I ain't got it, okay? You know, I'd, 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 I'd love to lindy hop all over this place. Some of y'all don't even know what that, that old, old dance is. I, it just looks so fun. I'd love to be able to know how to do that. I don't know how to do that, okay? I ain't trying to talk you into change. I'm just trying to say it's got to come out in some way. You know, Jeremiah said... I got tired of it. He said, I just decided I'm not going to talk anymore about God. I'm not going to do anymore. I'm not going to do anymore for him. But it was like a fire shut up in my bone. I was weary with holding back, and I just had to let it out. If there's a fire inside of you, it's coming out. If you love somebody, you're going to tell them. And if you think they're worthy, you're going to tell them. And if you think God is worthy, you're going to worship him. It's, it's going to happen in some way. It's going to come out of your hands, your fingers, your mouth. You, you're going to go somewhere and do something for him. Remember that serve or work? It's going to happen in some way. You've got to, you will have to express. It can't just stay inside of you. Okay, i I, I got to really hurry because um, that was the first 10 minutes of my message that took 20 to, to, to preach. Okay, so i got to really hurry right here, okay? And i I got, I got three things I want to tell you that are worship, all right? And the first one's just going to blow you away, Okay. Singing is worship, okay? 
I, I was joking, okay? I was just trying to draw you in a little bit, right? So, okay, singing is worship, but worship isn't always singing. Sometimes singing isn't always worship, okay? But singing is worship, all right? And so we already know about singing and that a lot. I just want to tell you a couple things about singing, if I can, real quick. Okay, bring me on the next slide, Tommy. Is the deepest worship is adoration and reverence that begins in our spirit before the music starts. Music doesn't make us worship. Music enhances our worship. Being together doesn't make us worship. It enhances our worship. It's when all week long we've thought about how awesome this God is, how he's shown up, how he's proven himself worthy, how four families in our church could be dealing with deaths this week. Four families in our church could be dealing with deaths this week. And, 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 and three of those people were in service with us today. You know, that's, that's God. That's a God, yeah. I... I don't, I don't have to get excited about God on a day like today when Jamie says, let's stand. I was excited before it started. When I started seeing this and hearing this and knowing that, it's just like, God, you did it again. <laughs> you just did it again. Man, I'm, I'm just like, start the song. Come on, people. Let the countdown end and let's get into this. It's time to worship God. It's time to worship him. The, the, the deepest worship comes when we're thinking about God like that all week long. But here's what gets in our way, is all the stu other stuff that we think about. You know, well, they didn't sing my song today. Then you, then you were worshiping a song. You got it wrong. You were worshiping a song. Oh, Francis Chan, I, me I meant to say this and didn't say it in the first service. Francis Chan said he talk when somebody tells him, you know, well, I didn't really enjoy the worship today. He said, I, I just like to say, well, that's okay because we weren't worshiping you. <laughs> there you go. It ain't, a, it, ain't about, it ain't about, listen, I have had to worship with beginners that didn't know how to tune a guitar that could not even keep 4-4 four, four timing. I mean, we go 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 1, 2, 3, 4, 1. And I'm like, what, 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 what do we do with those other two beats? You know, and I'm trying to clap with that. You know, how do you, how do you keep clapping with that? You know, and sometimes they throw in a three instead of a two. At least at a two, you know, it kind of, but they throw in a three or, or, or they skip a three. It's like, how, how, how do you do that? I don't even, I've had to worship with, with people like that. Let me tell you something. Take, here's why. Take me to that next slide right there, Tommy. The depth of my worship depends on my personal adoration and feelings about God. It does not depend on whether a musician knows how to tune his guitar. It does not depend on how fast the song is or slow the song is. It, does, it doesn't even depend on what kind of week I had. It doesn't depend on who's here, who's not here. It doesn't depend on anything. The depth of my worship depends on my personal feelings and adoration about my reverence to God and how much he has proven himself worthy of my worship. That, that's what it depends on. And when we get that, then the singing just gets much better. The worship in music just gets much better. Okay, I got I to go on. You know singing is worship. Let me tell you this one. Giving is worship. Now that one you may not have known before. There's a great story, and I don't, I don't even have time to tell it. I was going to tell it. I, I just got to hurry real quick. But uh, there's a story I, I like to call the widow's mite, and uh, M-I-T-E, that she gave this one little coin. Lots of other people gave big I said I wasn't going to tell the story, but let me see if I can do it real quick. Okay. Uh, she, everybody else gave these big amounts, and she gave this little coin, and Jesus said, look at, and, and he didn't use the word worship there, but he's saying, look at her worship. Look at that worship. 
Because she gave out of, out of what little she had. Everybody else was just giving because they had it to give. She gave because she wanted to give. Okay, here, here's, here's the lessons we can learn from that story right here. It's giving is worship because it has a cost. It costs her something to give. Worship has a cost. That's why there's some expression of worship. It's not just what you feel. It has a cost. You've got to say something. You've got to do something. You might not feel like it. Stand up anyway. You know, and if you're physically unable, we understand. But you're tired, you know, by, hey, listen, my back aches today, okay? I've, I've worked hard in, in those free times that I had. We, we moved some heavy stuff for one of our families yesterday. My lower back's a little tight, you know. After about two songs, I was ready to do something else, you know. And, you know do it anyway. Go through the motions, you know, because worship has a cost. Giving is worship because it affirms stewardship. I need to spend about two hours here, uh, but I won't, I won't, I don't think, okay? Um, giving, is, giving affirms stewardship because, if you ever heard the word tithe? The word tithe means tenth. And, 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 and we can go back to Malachi chapter 3. We can go all the way back to Genesis chapter 10, okay? This is not a new thing. Pastor's not springing it on you this morning. But let me tell you what this thing is all about, Okay. Is this thing about tithing? It's when, when you give to God, what you are saying is, God, I know you own it all anyway. You know, you're affirming stewardship. Now listen, if I loaned you my car, and this happened to me one time. This was years ago. I loaned somebody my car, and they didn't bring it back. You know? Now, it was a long time ago. It's not anybody in this room, okay? So y'all don't want to start trying to figure out who that was. All right. And, uh, and so I found out where the guy lived. I, I found out where he lived. Had, had an idea where he lived. Found out where he lived. Drove by. Yep, there's my car. So I called my cousin, who was a sergeant of the Motor Scouts, and the guy lived in Bessemer. And I called my cousin, who was a sergeant of the Motor Scouts in Bessemer, and, and he said, can you get a ride out there? I said, yeah. He said, well, come on, and I'll meet you there. So I go there. I've got an extra key, and I, I get dropped off, and I go over, and I get in the car. My cousin's sitting there, you know, in all of his uniform, you know, handgun on the side, you know, and everything sitting on his big, big old hog there, you know, and everything. And, and, and I just walk over. I get in the car. I crank the car. I back out, and I go home. Why? It's my car, right? I didn't have to ask the guy's permission to take my car home, right? You get that? It's the same thing with this. God created this earth. He doesn't have to ask our permission about it. He doesn't have to get our approval. And man, we want to blame God for all kinds of stuff. It belongs to him. It was his car. What, you know, what are we worried about? He, he comes back and picks up his car. He takes this or he doesn't give us this or whatever. It's that. And so, so here's what tithing does. It's not just saying, because like Scripture, God says, you know, whatever, whatever your increase is, that a tenth of that is mine. But you know, you know what giving as worship really does? It says, wait a minute, God, I know that all of it's yours anyway. And I just thank you for letting me have 90% of it take care of my bills and my stuff and my fun and all that kind of stuff. That's what stewardship is, is knowing I'm a steward of this, God. And you can take it at any time. I'm a steward of money. I'm a steward of this earth. I'm a steward of friendships and people. I'm a steward of my talents. I'm a steward of all these things. That's why giving is an act of worship and lasting because it displays gratefulness. Let me jump to the scripture and just hurry right here. Deuteronomy 8:18. Remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you power to be successful. Then he goes on and says, here's the reason. In order to fulfill the covenant, he confirmed with the ancestors with an oath. He's the one who gives you power to be successful. He gave you the talents and abilities you have inside of you. He gave you the intellect that you need. He gave you the strength to work the job, whatever that job is. He gave you the dexterity, maybe the talent to do something with your hands or to just fi figure stuff out. I, I he gave you that. And so when, when we give, 
Financially, when we give of our efforts and our talents, we are, we are saying we understand, and we are being grateful to him. We understand you're the one that gave me this ability to do this, God. Okay, so here's the last thing. Worship is a lifestyle. True worship is a lifestyle. 1 Corinthians 10, 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Did everybody say the word whatever? Thank you. So you know how to pronounce that one. I had some tough ones earlier, but, but I didn't ask you to pronounce those. I didn't even bring them to you. Those are, those are Greek and Hebrew ones. Whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Sometimes I'm a little weird in my study, you know, and everything. So I like one of the things that came to my mind is this week, last, actually last week, previous week, a week and a half ago or so, I had some grape Kool-Aid for the first time in a long, long, long time. Did God get glory out of that? I said, that's, that's silly, Pat. It says whatever, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go to whatever here. Okay, so let me tell you, I didn't steal the Kool-Aid. It was my Kool-Aid, you know, uh, because that, of that 90% that God allowed me and David to have, she went to the store, she bought some Kool-Aid, brought it home, mixed it with some sugar that she had also bought, put it in a, in a, a container to put in the refrigerator, you know, all it. It was my Kool-Aid. So, you know, yeah, I think God got some glory out of that because... I, I don't drink a lot of sodas. Kool-Aid is my one break from, uh, from just tea and uh, sweet tea and water, uh, bottled water that I drink all the time, you know? So, so I think God got some glory out of that. You know, not too long ago, let, let's take this a little further, not too long ago, um, I found myself late one night. I was, I was driving, I was, I was driving around, I was having to do something, trying to help out a family, and um, I needed, I needed, I can't even remember what I needed to do with my phone. I don't remember if I needed to make a phone call, a text, or search something, but I needed to do something with my phone. And so you know what, I, I, I knew I didn't need to do that going down the road. So I thought, well, I'm going to pull over here in the next place, and, and, uh, and I can do whatever this thing is, okay? And it's dark, it's, it's getting kind of late and all that, but I think I can pull over here, and I'll be safe and everything, and, and I can do this real quick, and I won't risk, you know, having an accident or something. But I'm going to talk in code here, okay? For some of y'all get this, okay? I'm just going to talk in code. I'm not going to talk about a lot of the stuff, but just talking code here. I was driving Warriors Asper Road. I was getting near to the end of it at Highway 78, and so I thought, I'll just turn right into this last parking lot. <laughs> y'all don't get ahead of the preacher. <laughs> Before I turned into the parking lot, I remembered what the parking lot was. <laughs> and so I drove on past, drove up the road. I think it's, uh, I don't know, a, a BP golf station or something on top of the hill. Drove up there, and that's where I stopped. And I started um, all that stuff and everything and everything. And say, because whatever. He said, Pastor, nobody would have seen your car sitting there for just a moment or two. I don't, I don't know. If y'all know, but I live with a woman who worries about everything, and she could tell you a hundred probably situations where it could happen. Somebody ran off the road into that parking lot, hit my car. We have to call the police. Channel 6, Channel 13 shows up, <laughs> Pastor Church 2911 sitting there. Right? Whatever. You got it? You getting it? Whatever. Whatever you do, whatever you do, 
I was I had the opportunity of or had the challenge about uh, I think it was I think it was Friday a week ago and uh, I was I was talking with talking with one of you guys that was was at the house and the house that we're building you know that that some I know some of y'all are praying for me to just maintain my sanctification all that and, and it's all going good it's just slow uh, and uh, and I said I'm so tired I'm so worn out if I were just a church member not the pastor I think I'd blow off small group tomorrow morning <laughs> now I don't know <laughs> if I really meant that or if I was joking or not but I didn't blow off small group because it, 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 it's so much easier to come up with an excuse instead of fulfill my commitment but you got to ask the question what brings honor to God whatever you do in your commitments whatever you do in your excuses whatever you do and you know what let me let me let me give you the benefit is then the next week one of the families that was at that small group that was represented in that small group they were one of them that went through a really tough time and I was glad I was there not that I was there when they went through the tough time but that I was there before the tough time you understand I was there. I, get, I, I, I don't have guilt today because, oh man, I blew that off. I should have been there. I don't have that guilt. God got glory out of me. I'm not giving an excuse. I'm going to fulfill my commitment. Oh, it's just small group. You know what that means? That commitment to those men in that morning to just be there, to be there with them. When you make those kinds of commitments, oh, I'm talking about whatever. And like I said, we, we've been building this house and, and I'd serving as my own contractor you know and and most of the big work you know had to be done by somebody else I'm trying to do a lot of the other stuff and you know and, and, and those kinds of things and, and let, me, let me just tell you this year whenever we started it I'm, I'm even scared to go back and look at the exact dates and count up how, how long we've been building the house but you know these several months I've had the opportunity to take a loss or to cheat somebody and pass that loss on to them. And you got to ask the question, which gives God glory? As a Christian, not just as a pastor, as a Christian, which gives God glory? Somebody steals $100, $1,000 from me? God's got more than that. Give him the glory. Because I'm, t I'm talking about whatever. That's what, that's what, worship is it's a lifestyle let's read this last thing together a worship lifestyle is taking note that everything I do and every place I go and everything I say because I call myself a Christian has the potential to honor or dishonor God that's what worship as a lifestyle really means knowing that everything, every relationship every word every place everything has the potential to bring him honor or to bring him dishonor you've been listening to the church 2911 sermons podcast if you have a prayer need our prayer team and staff would love to pray with you you can send us your prayer request by using the email address prayer at church 2911.com if you would like to know more about our church including information about our weekly services please check out church2911.com. Thank you for listening. We hope you know that God has an amazing dream for you. And as always, we dare you to dream.